0: hello everybody and welcome to another episode of talking with tacos you know it's uh, your boy here JR Um, so the world is changing a lot of things are happening I met this interesting person on Facebook and uh, he's got things he wants to say and and uh, we're glad to have him on the show Um, his name is Elliot Gonzalez and this is him hello Elliot hey how's it going thanks for having me John no problem Um, so uh, you were involved uh, in the, in the, the protest, you went down and you were uh, uh, recording and and, like documenting what was going on. And I found it to be interesting that you were out there. And I was like thinking, this is a guy who um, wants to make changes. He's out there recording and and, uh, from from what I understand you, you ran for uh, city council once, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Just last year. Oh, wow. How did that go for you? Uh, well, I didn't win the seat, but
1: I learned a lot, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm still very inspired, um, you know, to, to, to be active in politics one way or another. So, uh, you know, just, I, I kind of, once you run for office, you kind of establish yourself as a, as a community leader, public figure. So I knew that I had to be out there, because there's too much going on for me to just, you know, only stay on my computer. You know, I really have to be... Out
0: in the streets so that that's why I was out there Sunday and and uh, how did the the riots turn I'm um, sorry I keep on saying riots because that's what's on my mind um, I just want to clarify sure. something the the, the protest had nothing to do with the riots I can't stress that enough um, yes but, but uh, you know how my, my thing is like how did a peaceful protest because that's what it was it was very beautiful I seen it all over uh, Facebook peaceful protest it was beautiful and then it became into um, looting and rioting. So how, how did, like, from your perspective, how did how did that start?
1: Oh, I blame the police. I blame the police for everything. I blame the Minneapolis Police Department for killing George Floyd publicly. I blame them for um, not arresting his murderer immediately, which caused nationwide uh, upset and riots. Um... So, like you mentioned, there was a peaceful protest. And just just to give people some context, Long Beach is a very diverse city, and it's something we're very proud about. You know, I've gone to other cities that may have cultural diversity, but there's still a lot of um, uh, triangulation and separation. You know, there's a you know a, this community section, that community section. Long Beach, we're very we're very integrated community, and we we love that. Um, so we we had a very peaceful protest, and uh, every color of the human rainbow was there, and it was it was beautiful. A lot of young people, um, you know, white, Asian American, Latino, uh, and of course black, uh, black folks. But you know, a lot of communities showing their solidarity for the black community, um, saying, "Hey, you know, you this isn't a struggle that uh, that only the black community is going to go through alone. We're all going to go through this together." So we had this peaceful protest. And the, the cops, the Long Beach Police Department was there with batons in their hands. They had this machine that uh, has a pre-recorded, um, uh, um, sort of, something to kind of push you away.
0: No.
1: Uh, telling you that they're going to stick the dogs, they're going to put tear gas, uh, they're going to put rubber bullets. You know, warning the crowd, we're going to use all this brute force. So here you see these grown men with batons in their hands, you know, um, the front line crowd was mainly young ladies, mainly white ladies, to be honest, young white white ladies in their 20s, um, you know, standing in front of the police officers while they're telling them, you know, we're going to put rubber bullets and we're going to use the dogs and we're going to use all that. Meanwhile, not even a whole block away, they people are looting the jewelry store. I saw that. I- so you have some people who use this as an opportunity to, to loot and to riot, and then you had other people who were there doing the peaceful protest. Yet the cops did absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing while the city was being looted. And uh, and so I left soon after things got dangerous just for my own safety, not that I'm not in solidarity, but I, I am gonna protect myself by, by going safely at home, uh, you know, about half an hour after the curfew uh, was, was started. So I go home and I watch uh, the news, and I'm watching Fox News of all places, showing the police uh, allowing people to loot the stores. So I'm I'm kind of confused here because here I was half an hour earlier at the scene of the action, and the cops are threatening to pepper spray us. You know, I'm scared I might get pepper sprayed, and I'm willing to get pepper sprayed if that's what I have to do. Yet when they come, when it comes time to actually, you know, protecting the city. They were just letting them riot. So I'm I'm kind of confused. It's almost like did they want a riot? Because they had the equipment. They said they had dogs and they had pepper spray and they had their clubs out. Yet when it was time to actually enforce the law, they they um they were absent. So I don't get it. I don't know what they were doing, but they weren't protecting the city, nor were they protecting the protesters. And I also should mention one other thing is that protesters could have easily been assaulted it could have easily turned violence against uh, peaceful protesters from the people who are willing to loot because a person who is willing to loot is willing to get violent with somebody on the streets if they get if they try to stop them
0: and we've seen that so, happen uh, in different places so it was places. absolute
1: mayhem it was absolute mayhem and there's no reason that it should have gone that far so when people ask me well who do i blame truth is i still blame the police i blame the long beach police department for doing nothing for threatening the protesters instead of stopping the looters I blame the Minneapolis Police Department for killing George Floyd and starting all this, and for also doing nothing to um, to, to bring about justice to his murderers. Um, so I, you know, I just want to share some of those thoughts. But I'm glad that you mentioned that there is a distinction between the protest and the riot. But as as you mentioned, you know, it's kind of easy to say riots uh, and protest hand in hand because the two were happening at the same time, and the rioters took advantage of the situation. Um, because we protesters were out in the streets, they took this as an opportunity to loot. Um, But I also want to say one more thing, and that is that I still, even though my city was destroyed and burned down, small businesses, people I know in the community, like I said, we're a very tight-knit community. I know these small businesses. Everybody knows each other. We're like... um, we're like Springfield on The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody knows each other. Mr. Burns, Krusty. Everyone knows each other.
0: Yeah, um, I agree.
1: I know my I know these businesses. I feel for them. Some of the small businesses are in the struggle just as much as everybody else here. You know what I mean? We We're not a very wealthy city, and um, and so even though my my community was hurt, you know, and and my friends were damaged, I still have empathy in my heart for the looters because the people who were looting are some of the most disenfranchised people uh, that we see amongst us. When we see these people all the time, we see people who are uneducated, who got no, no job opportunities, uh, they got, you know, they don't really have much. You know what I mean? I can tell you I struggle. Everybody in my neighborhood, we're all struggling out here just to make ends meet. And a lot of us have the education and we have, you know, a lot of things going for us. There are some people whose society has rejected you know since they were at a very early age since they were in elementary um, they never felt that this all the opportunity that America has has any space for them so you know the reason why people you know were looting is because they're disenfranchised people and I'm not this actually is not my idea this is not an original idea Dr. King was talking about this very idea uh, in 1967 in a speech called the other America and you'll hear Dr. King get mentioned a lot when people refer to him as Uh, as talking about riots and and, um, peaceful protests and stuff, but they really should listen to the full speech because in that speech he talks about why people riot. He talks about the disenfranchised. He talks about the other America. And so that's who who rioted my city was the other America. It's the disenfranchised. It's the people we have left behind for too long. Because if everybody had a place to go at the end of the night, everybody had what they needed, they're, they wouldn't have been out here stealing, uh, you know, cigarettes from a tobacco store, you know, stealing chickens from the grocery store. You know what I mean? It's not necessary. What are they What are they taking? Less than $1,000 worth of property. Some of these people know that there might be a business owner with a gun, uh, but they don't care. They're, they're mad. They, they feel like they have everything to lose. So I just want to share that perspective. Um, even though it's not my own, because I know that that voice isn't being recognized. That It's so easy to shame them. Oh, they're looting, they're doing something wrong. Absolutely they are. But let's also remember they're people too. And there's a reason why they're looting. There's some genuine pain there. And I, I know it's easy to get angry at somebody who's doing wrong to you, but um, you know, it's also important to remember that everybody is still a person. Uh, everybody has emotions. And that a lot of the reason why they're doing this is because they may not have a nice cushy house to go home to. They're looking at this small little store as a, as a as a chance to come up, and uh, and that's that's where they're at. Um, so I just want to share that with you.
0: Thank you. Uh, I'm I'm happy that you brought that up. You said about um, uh, housing, um, and I think you and your platform, you, you you were mentioning something about um, housing, right? Um, fair housing, Absolutely. and yeah. Do you want to elaborate more on that? You know, kind of correlates to to what you're talking about, how like these people may not have the resources and, and, and they, they're suffering economical hardships. So that's why it kind of resulted in what they were doing. Do you want to talk more about the the affordable housing?
1: Sure, absolutely. So my platform, I called for a community land trust uh, so that the city can actually own land and, and develop land. Because right now in Long Beach and pretty much every city in this country from what I can tell, um, in the East Coast, I've been to a couple cities out there. Um, Washington, D.C., and Boston. Uh, the only people who are investing in housing are people who are doing it for a profit motive, um, and they're they're catering to affluent people, whether or not these affluent people actually exist. So we're building expensive high-rises in downtown L.A., in downtown Long Beach, in downtown everywhere, um, but we're not building housing for the people actually from the community. So people are getting pushed out of their own city for vacant housing, for people who don't even live there yet, and some of these places may not actually get occupied. um, So people are mad, people are angry. People have been angry about all of this. Gentrification, economic displacement, um, poverty. All of these issues go hand in hand and lead to what we saw uh, Sunday. Um, So I was saying, my platform, and this isn't my platform, I actually got it from Bernie. I'm I'm very much inspired by Bernie.
0: Bernie Sanders. Um,
1: And what he was saying is that, His city was the one that was out actually buying land and um, and creating the affordable housing instead of letting the free market come in and do all the developing. Because what the free market does is it leaves people out. It leaves poor people out. And so when people are getting pushed out and all of their money is going to the rent and they don't have any savings, they don't have anything, they're not building wealth. They're just struggling, hustling day in, day out. Um... You know, you get situations where you have uh, intergenerational poverty, where the cycle of poverty is never broken and there is no access to uh, the middle class. There's there's only the struggle. And so, you know, what we saw was was the voices of the disenfranchised, the most the most ominous voices of the disenfranchised acting out. But the truth is that anger. Is something I think a lot of people can relate to. Most of us just won't go out and you know rob the grocery store because of that anger. But we're all feeling a very similar way down here in the struggle.
0: Yeah, I would agree with with uh, that. You know, uh, they're they're, they're uh, kicking people out of their communities. Um, you know, it happened uh, um, a couple years ago when uh, a lot of uh, my neighbors ended up moving because of uh, you know gentrification and and all that stuff and a lot of a lot of people that i know were were close to being homeless and uh it's sad you know and uh i think that well i think it was like two years ago where where uh uh my building got bought up and everybody was forced to move and we went from paying um uh, our rent and it almost doubled so and it was like for a one bedroom and and it was it was crazy and then uh, new tenants came in and and uh i I don't know much, uh, or I didn't know much about um, the things that they can and cannot do, and it turns out that the, the company that, that purchased the building where I was at, um, they did things um, that they shouldn't have done, like we didn't get notices that they were going to uh, you know, do upgrades to the property, they did construction nonstop and all hours, that's against the law and I think a lot of people don't know what's going on and people are not informed that's why these uh, people are able to move in and ransack these cities and uh, man I, 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 I kind of don't want to say this but uh, it's kind of like it, it all falls into place to what you're talking about it's like people are taking advantage of people so the end consequences is when they haven't when, when people get tired of it boom look this is what happens kind of I don't agree with looting I want to say that um but I understand why some people feel that, that it's their turn to do something like that um,
1: absolutely
0: yeah so um, absolutely. thank you for all your great info all your great insights like I said I, I, I met Elliot uh, on uh, Facebook and I seen uh, some of his, his uh, posts and some of them uh, were very insightful and, and interesting and uh, then I saw him doing the you know the coverage of, of uh, what was going down in downtown Long Beach And I decided that he was a a very good person to to invite onto the show. And uh, since since you ran for city council once, right, um, do you plan on running again? Oh, yeah. So here's
1: kind of where I'm at. So Bernie's asking all of the people who are inspired by his movement, go out there and run for office. And um, I learned how much I didn't know about running for office just by going and giving it a try not only do i plan on running for office again but i'm out here trying to encourage everybody who was inspired by that movement to play an active role in taking over the political system because these democrats and these republicans and the, whoever else is in there it's great basically those two um they're obviously failing us they're obviously um participating in the disconnect between our needs and and the, the economy that uh, seems to be addressing um, the needs of only the people at the top or the wants of the people at the top. Um, So I'm also highly encouraging everybody to get involved in in their local organizations and to run for office themselves. But one other thing that I'm doing is I decided I'm not gonna stop campaigning. Um, I don't have to be running for office to continue advocating for a Green New Deal, to continue advocating for affordable housing and a community land trust. To, to continue advocating for a public bank, um, you know, you don't have to run for office to have a platform. You can have your platform and just run on it. You know, it's sort of like when I'm, when I'm officially running for office, um, you know, I get a little more credibility in the media, um, you know, more people are listening to what I'm saying, but in general, I can always advocate for these things. Uh, Whether or not I win an election, whether or not I'm running for an election, I should always be out there campaigning hard, just as much as if I was running. So I decided I'm just not going to stop campaigning. Um, You know, if I ever decide that that I'm at a point in my life where I can seek a political office and I have the resources to to go about that, then I will do so when that time is appropriate. But until then, I'm just going to keep on campaigning. A good example of this is Bernie Sanders himself. He never stopped fighting for what he believed in. You know, he ran, He lost in 2016, but he didn't just throw in the towel. He's still out there fighting for health care and everything else. So that when it was time for him to run again, he just picked up what he was already doing and just made it official and, you know, decided to run again. And then even now, he, uh, he suspended his campaign. But he's still out there fighting. He's still out there talking about the issues. He's still having live streams. He's still – what he calls raising the political consciousness and that's something you can do every day and um, and you don't need permission from anybody to do that's something Malcolm X would talk about Malcolm X never got elected to office but there's no doubt that he raised the political consciousness that he inspired people so we can all inspire each other uh, we can all uh, share our ideas with one another and advocate collectively and we don't need, uh, permission from a political system or a political party to do so. So um, even though I may not plan on running anytime soon, I, I'm, I'm always going to keep on con- continue um, continue campaigning. Uh-
0: so that was the podcast. Uh, thank you, Elliot, for being on the, on the podcast. We had a little bit of technical difficulties there in the end. Um, but I, we were pretty much concluded at that point anyway. Um, Elliot was just talked about all the great things that he's doing. Uh, he's going to continue campaigning. He doesn't need um, to be running for anything to be doing great things, and I think that's awesome. If you guys want to, you know, uh, do 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 the same, then you know that's very well encouraged. Um, we thank him for taking the time and showing up, you know, on our pad, podcast today, you know, and. Uh, If he ever wants to come back, you know, the 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 floor is always welcome to him. If he wants to talk about a similar topic or maybe something different, hey, we'll be more than happy to have him on the show. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Please, please, please subscribe to this channel. I need your support, guys. We want to make it up to 200 subscribers. As soon as possible, hit that like. It would really help me out. Thanks, guys.